Into the Blender, episode 64. Stop messing with me. Hi everybody, welcome to our year-end edition of Into the Blender, I'm Jewish. And this is Jill. And we're driving. We made an investment in some level air mics, since right now we're spending so much time in the car. We're hoping that this will increase the amount of podcasts that we can get out. We are right now driving from the house that we're selling in Fredericksburg to the house that we will be living in after we sell, which is, as we mentioned in our last episode, the Rossi household. And it is December 23rd. Yes. Santa will be here in about 36 hours, pillaging, or I mean, (laughs) filling the stockings. And yeah, it's about to get really crazy with baking. Yeah. We're heading back, and I'm immediately heading into the kitchen. My son, LT, is visiting from his dad's place. And uh, my son, Naughty Bear, has been with us nearly the entire time. And they are spending today and part of tomorrow with their father's family. And so they're gone, and we are heading back to Ashburn to do Christmas prep that we couldn't do with them because we were trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we saw Sherlock Holmes 2 last night. Yeah. What are your thoughts of Sherlock Holmes 2, baby? It was awesome. It yeah. was a lot of fun. It was definitely darker than the first one. There wasn't as many light moments. There was, you know, still some comedy and, you know, the looks or phrases or yeah. whatever. But uh, it was definitely more serious. I mentioned last night... I thought that kind of as it opened it bugged me a little bit because he was really really frenetic and you know I think overall in the film it seemed to me that he just talked a little faster and a little more clipped I don't know if it's I don't know well and I told you a little different yeah, and, and without spoiling, I uh, told you why I thought that was, and then you told me another reason why you thought that was, and so I think it's justifiable. I think the beginning was exactly the same kind of pacing as the previous one, and then something happens, and that's when everything gets a little frenetic, mm-hmm. I think, as you say it. It's the whole thing overall is definitely more action yes. and a faster pace. Definitely. Yeah, I couldn't watch a fair portion of the movie because um, the fight scenes and the uh, let's just say special effects so that we don't spoil anything made it difficult for me to watch because I'm so migraine prone and dizziness prone and the action definitely had that kind of action that could have sent me out into the into the hall for the Mm -hmm. majority of the movie but I've learned to just 
I can't just close my eyes because I can still see the stuff behind my eyelids. But yeah. so I have to actually close my eyes and put my hands over my eyes to kind of keep the light flashing and all that stuff out of my way. But otherwise, it was fantastic. I, I tweeted last night that I that I thought it was the the best sequel that I've ever seen, if ever there was one that was better. Which I can't off the top of my head think of one. It was really really good. It dragged me in. Robert Downey Jr. is such a phenomenal, compelling actor. You know, I keep trying to dislike him, but then he keeps doing performances that just <laughs> have me cheering. So I, I guess I'm a fan of Robert Downey Jr., you know? What the <laughs> hell? I guess I finally have to admit it. Yeah. It was really good. And Jude Law, who I dislike on a personal level, brought it as Watson, as he does. And I enjoyed the new cast members mm, yeah. intensely, and it was just really good. It, all around, we took Naughty Bear and LT and my nephew, um, RD, and everybody enjoyed it, so it was a good one. Yeah, and RD hadn't seen the original one, so we rented it the couple nights before so we could watch it. Oh, very true, very true. Yeah, Had so some annoyances with the blockbuster kiosk thing. There were scratches on the disc, so it kind of skipped around. I cleaned it, and it got better, but it still had some weird pauses here and there. But you definitely got, you know, got the whole story and the feel for it. Such is life with non-streaming digital media. <laughs> well, what we really wanted to do with this episode, I think, because we've been so sporadic in releasing episodes, is kind of do a rundown of the year most things, you know, I'm not even sure what we've mentioned on the show before and what we haven't, but just cherry picking through the calendar, you know, New Year's was, I thought, really special. We had the Gideon family over mm. and we did a slumber party. And so it was um, the Gideons and their two sons. And we ate and we made merry and we essentially the kids were thrilled because they got to play video games all night <laughs> <laughs> and then at midnight we popped open bottles of sparkling apple cider and threw paper confetti and made a lot of noise and they had also brought their two collies and uh, Fergus and Fiona who are Kaylee's best friends since way back <laughs> her OG best friends BFFs and when we made the ruckus at midnight, the dogs lost their minds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if possible, I, I want to, because I did take video at that moment, if possible, I'm going to ask Chooch to isolate the audio from that video because <laughs> it was insane. And if he's not able to, then he is to edit this part out. <laughs> uh, okay. And then uh, the next morning, we actually surprised Thomas by celebrating his birthday. And Andrea had warned me, you know, I was like, oh, his birthday, his birthday, we got to do something. He won't expect it. She said he does not like a fuss. So I toned down my usual need <laughs> to make a fuss for people's birthdays. Mm -hmm. And all I did was get, like, Star Wars party decorations from the kids' section. And Andrea baked a delicious key lime pie, which is his favorite dessert. And so we had breakfast, uh, a... Uh, a breakfast casserole that she introduced us to that morning yeah. and then I have made sense and made some modifications to make it purely vegan for our vegan roommate 
and uh, delicious, fell in love with it. And then we had, you know, dessert at breakfast, which the kids again loved. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was a really, it was a fantastic, I think, really joyful way to start off the year. And I'm, I, I'm just really grateful that they came out and spent New Year's with us. It was an absolute blast. And um, then, again, we're cherry-picking here. We're not going to go through and list everything we did. But another really big high point for me was that Naughty Bear, who had been living out of state near his brother LT and his dad, decided to move back to Virginia. So I flew out there and drove back with him with his stuff. And I got to visit with LT, which was a really nice treat, an unexpected treat to see him and I think it was February, and um, just really happy to be able to see Naughty Bear more often and have a really great but extremely brief visit with LT. And how was your bachelor cool. time while I was gone? Well, uh, hmm. do you remember it? I'm trying to remember. I, I'm sure there was a lot of sleeping involved. <laughs> and a lack of laundry <laughs> and cleaning. I can pull up the calendar and see if you have anything. <laughs> I'm curious. And a lot of uh, computing. Yes, lots of computing time. Ha ha ha. You know what was in February, which I'm 99% sure that we talked about. Wow. Uh, Mark Bailey's birthday party and World Natala Day, mm. which we celebrated yeah, I know we big did. time. <laughs> I ran across those pictures again, and it was like, OMG. Yeah, I, uh, I was gone in February, and let's see. There is nothing on the calendar for you. <laughs> I think just you just I like it. possibly off-site meeting. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> you did nothing <laughs> and probably loved it. <laughs> And I pretty much got off the plane and we sprang into, we had dinner with, um, it was a brew day, I think. Oh yeah, that was when, that was when you went to the Gideon's house with John and Thomas and I went to John and Mia's house for the knit day. Oh, okay. And I met these amazing women friends of Mia's. Andrea was there, and then uh, Courtney and Mimi. And Courtney is the woman that we bumped into about two months ago, maybe a month ago, (laughs) in Sterling (laughs) while at Lowe's, shopping for toilets. And she, we reconnected, and she has since released a book that I'm going to link to in the show notes. What Mm -hmm. she did was she basically took her journal of travels and spiritual journey and she has now published a book yeah so I'm definitely going to link to that I've ordered it on the Kindle and and Amazon but I haven't had a chance to read it yet she's a fantastic person I really enjoyed meeting them that day in February we had a lot of fun we ended up going out for Indian food that night Mm -hmm. it was my first ever Indian food was it yours? had you Um, had Indian food before? No, it was Ethiopian. Ethiopian, that's what it was. That was my first Ethiopian. Yeah, that's what it was. Forgive my memory. I didn't have that in my notes. (laughs) But yeah, that was... That was a fun, crazy weekend. 
Yeah. Literally getting off the plane and then boom, boom, boom. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stitch and knit, bitch and stitch, whatever, knit and, knit and, knit and bitch, stitch and bitch, whatever they call those, was my first time ever holding another woman's uterus, <laughs> uterus. in my hands. Yes. And I have to say, it was not as squishy as I expected. It was quite cool, actually. And then in March, we took our very inexpensive second honeymoon at Virginia Beach. Mm. That two nights that we got on Groupon, and it was fantastic and yeah. exactly what we needed yeah. with what we were going through at the time, which was getting the house ready and having it on the market and all of that crap. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about that. On the we did. Podcast. And we actually recorded from there. Yeah, that's right. And then the next weekend was Chooch and Jenna Palooza, the birthday party that we had for you and for the singer slash fiddler in Dish yeah. by Kate. And that was a ton of fun. You guys just played and played and played. You were very bad hosts and you <laughs> of, of spending time with your guests once food had been eaten. You guys just disappeared and played. Just played music. <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. all you wanted for your birthday. Yeah. So how could we deny that? It was great. Yeah. What do you think was your favorite part of the party? Obviously the playing of the music, well, but beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing everybody, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah it, was, it was a good time. Yeah. And I can see doing that again. I, I can see doing that again, too, hopefully. Then our niece, uh, my brother's, quote, stepdaughter, but my niece, uh, visited from where she and her husband moved last year. And so it was my niece and her husband and their son, Baby Jay, who I've talked about before on the show. And then he is no longer Baby Jay. He is now, I don't know what, what if, if I've called him anything else, he's now Jay. <laughs> Big Brother Jay, I guess, because now there's yeah. Baby M, their daughter, his little sister. And that's the only time we got to see her. She was about a month old, and uh, we haven't been able to see her any other way but pictures. But by God, she's a beautiful baby. <laughs> I'm so in love with her. And that was a lot of fun. It was crazy. It was probably, I think when we did the head count, that was the most people we've ever had in our house. Yeah. <laughs> for any blender con or anything. It was... It was pretty packed. It was packed. It was a big success. It, there were some awkward things, but nothing in our control. It was just, everyone had full bellies and smiles on their faces, so it was good. We all fought over the baby. <laughs> I was called a stalker at one point because <laughs> of the number of pictures that I was in, even when I wasn't holding baby in, I was like peering or looking over shoulders or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to babies, what can I say? We also did the Race for the Cure in Richmond again, an annual event for us that we've, I think we've only missed once since we started. And this time Naughty Bear went with us because our, our good friend Paulette wasn't able to go. So we invited Naughty Bear. And so it was the three of us and I ran it and I did pretty good. That's what I was still running regularly. I'm not now. And then our friend Jet, who lives in Richmond, knew that we were going to be there. And she actually surprised me at the finish line with a sign that said, yeah. go, Viv, go. And it was so, <laughs> I was like, 
I was doing the final push, you know, because a lot of people are big believers in, you know, when you finish a race, you don't just cruise across the finish line. You are running at the hardest pace that you can possibly run. And I'm a believer in that, that you give it your all at the last. And so I was really hauling ass and trying to recover from running really, really fast down a hill. And my knees were revolting, rebelling, I guess I should say. (laughs) They were probably revolting too, because, you know, (laughs) jiggle, jiggle. And I remember seeing something and I was like, is that, is that jet? Don't look, don't look. Just keep running, keep running, keep running. Because you're also like being, you're going from like this streetwide mm. track kind of thing to go on. You're being funneled into this little... Single lane. Yeah. yeah, single lane so that they can get your race times as you cross the finish line. And so I was trying not to step on or be stepped on. And I was like, no, I must have just imagined that. I'm freaking hallucinating. I must have pushed myself too hard, too dehydrated. Get some water. <laughs> and sure enough, it was Jet holding up his <laughs> It floored me. It was very yeah. cool. It was very, very sweet of her. And she was going to that Asian festival at the convention center. Yeah, there was some sort of Asian arts festival that was going on. And, and uh, so she was all gussied up for that. It was very cute. And so that was in May. And then Balticon was at, was at the end of May. And I kind of have Balticon listed as a high point and a low point because I pushed myself too hard. Mm. I really pushed myself too hard this year. And the way the schedule ended up with all of my events on one day really took its toll on me. And excuse us, this stuff shifts in the back. Speaking (laughs) of Balticon, I was joking earlier that our car is packed so full as we head to Ashburn with Christmas stuff that uh, it looks like that one year that we yeah. the last year we threw the new media party where the car was filled to the brim with new media party stuff but um, I enjoyed Balticon as I always do I loved the time with friends but there were I was not at my best mentally or physically I've got some things that I wish that I had done differently and had gotten more rest and been more myself and less less trying to be everywhere and as a result I was so exhausted and depleted and emotionally wrecked that I didn't even make it out to the foyer to say goodbye to anybody on the last day I was just in an I was like emotional wreckage by that point and physical wreckage and our actual back porch we ended up our patio for our room ended up being kind of a second foyer because we kept seeing people and they would come (laughs) over as we were loading up the car off our back back patio and we got to see a lot of people that way we had a really nice moment with uh, Bruce Press and his family and Nettie and her husband who I just adore and nobody can hump a door like he does nobody (laughs) I'm telling you when he comes at your uh, sliding glass door and he's a humping away you know it you don't forget it how about you, baby Balticon, for you? What do you think in, in hindsight? Um, How was it for you? It was wonderful. There was a lot of, you know, participating in a lot of great panels. Yeah. I feel that I paced myself pretty well. Yeah. And it made me think, because, you know, we have a lot of room parties. <laughs> no. 
Uh, we stay up very, very, very late. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of reveling. And, and I, it made me think that over the course of the last year, I've been drinking more often, but I've been drinking a lot less. So I don't know that in any of those nights that I really got rip-roaring drunk. Yeah. Well, um, we did better about eating, too. True. But, I mean, you know, I can party in a night, you know, if, if we get together at 8 o'clock or something and go till 4 in the morning. Yeah. And the entire time I might have six beers. Yeah, which is not a lot. So, I think that's good. Yeah. I'm definitely enjoying the beers and you know it's obviously the more expensive craft beers and well it's stuff. quality over quantity too. yeah instead yeah. of drinking you know 20 junk beers like some people might do yeah. over that span of time so you're enjoying and tasting quality beers yeah so i didn't have any of the really awful hungover mornings yeah uh, definitely you know fatigue and tired from not sleeping that much but yeah <laughs> but so i think that's a big improvement and increased the enjoyment of the overall, you know, the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Evening, Sal. Hey, Tom. What can I get you? Well, I've been hearing a lot of talk about single malt scotch from some co-workers lately, and I think I'd like to try some. Okay, here's our scotch list. Hmm. Uh, give me a shot of the Laprohag. Excuse me? Oh, you mean Lafroig. You know, I think that one might be a bit extreme for your first experience with single malt. I think you would do better with the Balvenie Doublewood. This is more complicated than I thought. I wish there was an easy way to find out more about single malt scotch. This scotch list doesn't tell me what I need to know to order intelligently. You should listen to the Scotchcast. It's a great way to learn about different single malt scotches. These three guys, Jeff, Chip, and Michael, taste two selections on each show and tell you what they think of them from the perspective of guys who just like scotch. They may also throw in some great information about the distilleries and scotch in general. To find their podcast, go to www. Hey, thanks for the information. I'll check it out. Now, I think I'll try that Belvini. Hi, this is Paul Fisher from the Balticon Podcast, and you are listening to Into the Blender. Well, DBK played, Ditch by Kate, your band, played at Balticon on Saturday night, I think it was, Sunday night, Saturday night, I think it was Saturday night, and then you had a show like on Tuesday night at Jam and Java, oh, that's Jam right. Java. they were all... And then there was a show on Saturday at Farm Fest, which was a private party that you guys were hired to play at. 
and then like the next week you guys played at iota it was like this yeah. crazy schedule it was like the week of a thousand gigs <laughs> or four whatever and it was amazing because it was like music 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 and i am such a hardcore music geek more so than any other anything i think i mean i've always been just a total fool for music and so that that's like heaven for me and the farm fest show itself was really far out in the country uh it's probably about a two-hour drive mm-hmm. from yeah. from either fredericksburg or ashburn and the whole band was there and we ended up getting a hotel because it was so far and uh the rossi girls were there and naughty bear came with us and it was just so fun it was this huge barbecue and i mean they had a great stage set up for you guys yeah. And our and our friend John Taylor Williams came out and did the sound for it. He and Ray. Oh my gosh, Ray. I I mean, that was that was the first time I think that I met Ray. Mm-hmm. And love love him and of course John to pieces and just um I think they made the day even much more special not just in the fact that they got there and worked their asses off well more than what I think that they were paid for. Mm-hmm. And, um, but beyond that, they're just spectacular human beings. And so just having such cool people there just definitely made the day more special. And it was just, it was so fun watching the sun go down behind the stage where you guys were going to be playing out in the country in this beautiful, beautiful summer night. It was yeah. just, it was, was one of my favorite shows of the whole year because, you know, Dennis's family was there, and uh, Phil's family was there, and uh, Keith and Jen's family was there, and Naughty Bear was there with us, and we had, you know, John and Ray, who Ray, who we just met, but who's one of my favorite people now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so magical, you know. And That's the, right. Dennis's mother-in-law was out from Poland. Right. So his his wife and their baby came. Yeah. So it was a, a rare chance to see and spend time with them. A lot of fun little moments there. It was just a really good time. Yeah. That was one of, honestly, seriously, one of my favorite shows of the year, if not my very favorite. And then LT, or, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, they, they did give us a discounter rate on doing the sound because they were shaking the bugs out of their mobile rig. Oh, that's true. That was their first time. That's using true. a lot of that equipment so yeah it was kind of a test bed for them yeah and we gave them all everything i mean the month the fee that ditched by kate was paid went straight to them yeah ditched by kate didn't make any money on that show we just played it because you guys love to play yeah and there's an association with keith that i'm not remembering right now a friend from vet school or something like that yeah yeah it was a friend from vet school who throws this party every year yeah. on his family's farm yeah I really hope that we get to go back again next year because I look forward to that if that happens. And so, yeah, the guys, they did a fantastic job running the sound. I mean, with a lot of difficult situations. You know, the fact that it was really, really hot and it was outdoors and lots of variables. They did a great job. You guys sounded wonderful. And then LT arrived for his summer visit. And it was lots of time with his cousin, R.D., 
and we had debication at the beginning of July, <laughs> which was just basically the band camping out at, at the Rossi compound and swimming and hanging out and having meals and just getting to know each other and all that stuff. Dennis wasn't able to make it. I think he came out one afternoon, but he wasn't able to stay at the house with the rest of us. And that was that was a real lot of fun. Yeah, that was amazing. And uh, kind of cemented all of the bonds with the rest of us and and also with Dennis, even though he didn't have as much time there. Seems like July and August we were dealing with a lot of things around the house sale because while it's what we need to do and it's even what we want to do and it's definitely what we have to do, Mm -hmm. selling that house and moving north, it still was and is pretty, well then I think it was an emotional thing and I know that I was dealing with a lot of stuff and that was when I really started seriously considering going to therapy and like Mm. looking into it and seeing it as a need instead of um, constantly draining your energy and my energy in these discussions and instead of spending time together having fun going over these same issues that I have over and over and rehashing and restating and like being in a rut with it that's when I think I really started going okay I gotta stop Mm -hmm. making this be a focus of our relationship and figure out how to really handle this stuff and and I'm glad I did because I'm getting some really interesting <laughs> some really interesting feedback and stuff to think about from my therapist. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, there's not really a whole lot on the calendar for August. I think a lot of it was spent just, you know, driving back and forth from home to the Rossies to work to practices to seeing friends not a whole lot of social stuff listed on there. It seemed like we were really in a grind in August. September was full of high points. We got to celebrate well, I got to celebrate my 42nd birthday and I'm happy to say you were at my side. (laughs) So we celebrated my 42nd birthday. We all celebrated. And we went out for a nice lunch with a, a big group of friends and just had a wonderful time. Did a joint birthday celebration with Paulette Jackson since September was somehow already pretty booked for us. <laughs> so we moved my birthday celebration up and joined forces with Paulette and celebrated both of us and, and had a wonderful time. And one thing I remember very clearly from that day is probably one of the most memorable birthday presents I've gotten is our friend Sue, who uh, is a knitter, but she also makes her own yarn. She dyes it. Her She goes by Bright Eye Dyer on Twitter, and she dyes and sells yarn, this beautiful sock weight yarn. And she did, um, she did a Girls Rules yarn for Balticon as one of her special, you know, colorways for, for Balticon that she does. Um, but she also, without me knowing, she did this beautiful pink yarn and she had it rolled and then she put a candle in the top of it so it looked like a little birthday cupcake (laughs) and it was just this beautiful skein of yarn and so she did pink for me and she did this one for Paulette for her birthday too so mine was called birthday girl and I 
I don't remember what she called Paulette's, but it had the colors of, uh, she took from the book that Paulette published last year called The Empress Sword. And it was this beautiful yarn with these gorgeous greens and stuff. So it, well, very memorable. The, the colors from the cover. Thank you. And um, it was just very memorable. I've never had something made for me that was quite that unexpected and unique. It was just really sweet. So I highly recommend her yarns if you want to. If you're interested, we'll put a link for her in the show notes. I didn't intend to pimp her yarn. It's just, <laughs> I just, when talking about the yeah. birthday party, I just pictured it and I actually have it out on display. <laughs> it's just sitting there yeah. with the candle still in it. I just love it. I, I'll never knit with it because I just love the way she presented it. We had, well, Jen Rossi, Phil's wife, her birthday is the day after mine. So you guys combine forces along with our um, housemate and. Did a panic-inducing surprise. Panic attack-inducing surprise. Exactly. Yes. Um, there was a surprise planned, and we knew there was a surprise, and we were told what to pack, and we would be gone overnight, and that was all we were told. And Jen Rossi loves this kind of thing. Yes. I have. We have found you don't. I do not. <laughs> if you're going to surprise me, don't tell me there's a surprise coming, because then apparently. If I know there's a surprise, then apparently that's a trigger for me for a panic attack. Like and a surprise presents a good thing. Yeah. But I mean, like I know I'm a getting a surprise event. Yes. Is not go the the going into the unknown and not knowing what to expect and not knowing who will be there and not knowing what's expected of me and me not knowing how I physically am going to be scared the shit out of me <laughs> I was it was time to go you were supposed to be dropping Jen and I off and I was in tears saying I don't want to go I don't want to go I don't want to go I'm scared I'm scared I don't know what's gonna happen it was a mess it was probably the worst reaction that you could possibly give to someone doing a really generous generous thing for you but the surprise was they took us to this really nice hotel and um, treated us to a spa treatment and this wonderful party the next night after we had been pampered and massaged and made this wonderful, you know, we had this wonderful dinner and our, and our future housemate, Tina, who is amazing. She's the vegan that I speak of. She made these amazingly beautiful cakes for us. Um, worked so hard and it was just it was a wonderful weekend where I was totally pampered and spoiled and I felt like a real idiot <laughs> but it's just something that we now know <laughs> mm -hmm. I have panic attacks if I am going into unknown situations that's not a surprise I have a social anxiety kind of disorder thing but the heightened expectations of it and it was just a disaster, and Jen actually had to come down and rally me, which, if anybody's going to rally me, it's Jen, because nobody can motivate like Jen can. But that was really fantastic. My birthday was also a low point, because my dad forgot it again. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, you know, when, when uh, you've lost a parent, and 
it was the parent that was the interface for all the good and the glue that kept the family together. When you lose that person, you don't just lose them once. <laughs> you miss them every time there's something that is not noticed. And so it was one of those things. It makes it more poignant that my mom's not there when my dad forgets my birthday. But, you know, I'm 42 years old. Suck it up, cupcake. You know, it was... <laughs> It wasn't the first time that he forgot it, and at least, you know, somebody reminded him a couple weeks later because he made a gesture at that point. You know, there was a year, a couple years, one time, there was a birthday a couple years ago that he still has never acknowledged. Yeah. My, <laughs> and it's just like, eh, I'm too old to, you know, cry over such things, but it's a low point, you know, it's kind of like, huh, and then... Well, I won't get into anything else about it. But yeah, so that was a low point. <laughs> For September, what I mean, obviously there was a lot about birthdays. There was a show in September also. Sadly, I didn't get to see it. Um, Jen, Rossi, and I both had to miss it. And I try not to get too morose about that because I've gotten to see nearly every one of your performances. Yeah. And I'm not going to get to see them all. <laughs> I just have to know this, that there are going to be times when I cannot make it to one of your shows. Hey, you've made it to more shows than our guitarist. <laughs> That's not true. That's true. <laughs> no, he hasn't missed that many shows, has he? Couple. Couple, okay. And... <laughs> Well, Dennis is far more crucial than I am, so <laughs> I just sit there and run the merch table and, and dance like a fool when y'all play. So, talk about the gig that night, since I wasn't there. I'm trying to remember anything specific about that show. Um, I always love playing Jam and Java. It's, it's a great venue. It's got a great sound system. Yeah. Uh, Great menu <laughs> for omnivores and vegans and vegetarians. Actually, have good beer and good food, and it's in all ages, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you guys have another show coming up, February twenty fifth. Yes, a Saturday night a show. Saturday night show, people. If you are in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, get a babysitter and get your ass to Vienna, Virginia. Ditched by Kate on a Saturday night. You guys are performing first. Yeah, it's it's a later show than usual because they have day programming that's running a little late. So yeah. I don't think the doors open till nine. Yeah. But we're going on first, so hey. So come on in, <laughs> grab some dinner, see Ditched by Kate, head home, pay the babysitter. If you don't have a babysitter, hang out at the bar with us. <laughs> we will be staying to enjoy the other bands. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great place, not only because the great sound system of food and all that, but as a musician, it has a, a bigger stage than a lot of the smaller clubs that right. the area has. It's not a huge stage, well, but it's a, it's a decent stage. It's bigger than at the Hard Rock Cafe, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you guys seemed jammed onto that stage, which yeah. you guys played last month, Hard Rock Cafe for a breast cancer yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. And, but as a musician, one of the really cool things is they have a proper green room. Yeah. They actually have separate, room. you know, artists only. You go back there, 
it, they don't have to do like the food spread and all that, no. but it's got nice couches, private bathroom, yeah, you know, place to store your stuff, and that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, crazy punk rock stickers and markers, everything marked on, and <laughs> yeah, it's a a cool vibe. Very cool. I'm really looking forward to it. And then in October, pretty much, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, but the biggest thing that happened was that we had a family gathering for my nephew, GK, as he was preparing to go off into the Air Force. And he is actually at basic training and he graduates in seven days. And then he will be shipping out to his permanent first duty station, however long those are permanent for and he's doing really really great I'm really proud of him he's gone from a difficult situation and really taken charge of his life and while it's not the path I would have chosen for him I think he's gonna knock it out of the park I would rather that he hadn't had to go to the military to get his college but um, that's the path that he chose and I I support him 109,000%, so <laughs> that's not an actual number I made it up. <laughs> Anything for October ring a bell for you? Halloween. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> I don't think we talked about Halloween. Mm. Well, first there was a costume contest at a, a solo show that Phil did at, the, at a wine place yeah. that I refused to promote. <laughs> in Ashburn and it was a very interesting night <laughs> yeah we had a lot of fun the first part of the night the last part of the night um, let's suffice to say that a friend of ours found out the hard way that you really need to make sure and watch your drink at all times even when it's being poured possibly Yeah. So watch your drinks, men and women, when you're out and about at parties and in bars and, and places like that. Watch your drinks like a hawk. <laughs> but we had adorable costumes. I was rocking my, I call it a Hamtaro costume. Some yes, people. It is. Because it is. Some people might try to call it a Zuzu pet costume. They would be mistaken. Hamtaro is the hamster that rocks. <laughs> that was a show that LT used to watch when he was younger. And when I found this costume at a costume shop, I lost my mind and had to have it. And I have a really hard time not wearing it everywhere. I may even wear it while we're opening presents tomorrow, who can say? Or Christmas morning. <laughs> And then we had Halloween itself was at home, and there was trick-or-treating, and family of the Rossies came over. We were at the Rossies, and we were all dressed up in these costumes that, uh, oh. Were and chosen for us. They were chosen for us, and I should announce now that, and I'll say it again in the next episode, that we have chosen the names mm. for the wee Rossi Bairns, four-year-old Rossi, who Phil has always referred to as Tiny when he talks in social media. We have named her the Tiny Expert. Yes. Because she is an expert on everything. <laughs> and if you ask her, she will explain that to you. Mm -hmm. She knows everything. She has the biggest muscles of anybody in the house. She does everything faster and better. 
she's the expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've, yes. we've named her Tiny Expert. And she's so adorable and funny as she explains to you how she's an expert. And then the younger sister, two-year-old, who I think Phil has been referring to as Rossi Mm 2.0, we have decided, and it has been proven to be the accurate name for her about a thousand times since we (laughs) chose the name, Feral Dancer. Feral as in wild animal. (laughs) She does everything with extreme passion. Yes. That's how I like to define it. Gusto. And gusto. And she loves to dance. In fact, for her birthday, I made her these dancing scarves, and she she loves to dance. Mm-hmm. And you best be walking carefully around when she's dancing, because <laughs> there's arms flailing. There's <laughs> you never know. <laughs> she is just a joy, a fantastic and spontaneous joy to be around. And then November, we saw Foo Fighters, hell of a high point. We saw the Foo Fighter concert. Remember? I wasn't there, but yeah. You went to Foo Fighters. I did not. You did not go to Foo Fighters? We <gasps> Your ankle. L or Oh, Santa. right. We, you, yeah, you were going to go to Foo Fighters with Tina and I, our, our vegan housemate. And you hurt your ankle, so you couldn't. Yeah, I didn't think stadium stone <laughs> stairs were going to be a good thing on crutches. And, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So Naughty Bear reaped... So it's Halloween night is was the start of my my food not food poisoning because it ended up it was a stomach flu. Yeah. Based uh, on the rest of the house. <laughs> yeah. So that was the beginning of my stomach flu hell. Yeah. So I went to bed early. Yeah. And the next few days were horrid. Yes. And then I yeah, I screwed up my ankle. So it was a terrible week for you. <laughs> so we uh Tina and Naughty Bear and I went to Foo Fighters and got up and drove er, after the concert, which was phenomenal, fantastic, life-changing. I can never, ever see Foo Fighters too many times. I could see them every day for the rest of my life and never, ever complain. There's only other one band I can say that about, and that's Ditch by Gate. And that happens to be because I'm crushing on all of you. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like we should drive around some more to finish because we're only in November. (laughs) but that's okay so this was our quick inaugural level air microphone car cast yes yes the grand test of the giant squids which isn't really a fair test since there's so much noise in the car yeah this is going to be interesting we did a little test just in the bedroom and they sound phenomenal yeah but there was no word noise so that (laughs) yeah hopefully this doesn't sound like crap and we can post it (laughs) <laughs> and since we have arrived at our destination, <laughs> since we have arrived at our destination, it is now time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. It doesn't matter at all. Love is such a reason to fall. Thanks for listening to Into the Blender. You can find information, comment on episodes, and subscribe to the podcast at intotheblender.com. You can send us email to intotheblender at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4820. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. You're free to make copies and share this podcast to your heart's content, just not modify or make money from it. Theme music is provided by Sharif, found on podsafeaudio.com. 
For more information about the artist, head to sharifmusic.com. That's S-H-A-R-I-F music.com.